22 minutes to 9 o'clock. It is Thursday night and you're listening to Two Night with me, Lester Kivett. It is that time of the week where we put on our hiking boots and we talk hiking with Tim Lundy. Still sick since last still, week. Yeah, still good. Have you been, have you been, have you been paying your own heed, um, to, uh, your, your deep consideration that you shouldn't be hiking when you're sick? I have. And, um, got to the point where I realized I could still do it. <laughs> Um, but just had to, yeah, just, you just have to monitor. So I was monitoring and finish hiking, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's again, it's your job. It's, 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 job. it's how you, it's how you pay the bills. And, uh, yeah. But it's one of those things that, yeah, if it, if it got to the point where I had to cancel, then I had to cancel. I've, I've managed to, to cope with it, but, um, mm. still got the husky voice because of it. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, or anything hiking related that you'd like to pose to Tim, you can give us a call on 021-446-0567 or drop me a WhatsApp, 072-567-1567. As always, you give us a hiking safety and rescue recap. How safe have our mountains been this week? Yeah, look, uh, season's definitely into the swing of things. The tourists are here and getting lost on the mountains, and we're going out and finding them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, you know, as the mountains get busier, people must, we must all just realize that things are going to take a little longer. Um, Lionshead in particular, um, don't get impatient with other people. Uh, when you do, that's when, when things go wrong. So, I think just yeah, just uh, sit back, enjoy the scenery, enjoy it, and um, don't be in such a rush. I think we've spent the whole year being in a rush. Now's the time to kick back, relax, and just enjoy and the mountains. Just relax. And I think it ties in quite nicely uh, in terms of what our main topic of discussion is for today. We're talking about uh, who gets to lead a hike. Yeah. And, uh, that is essentially your job. You are paid to take people out into yeah. hikes based on your knowledge, your experience. You know what to look out for. You know what to do in cases of emergencies. But if we're looking at a social group of friends yeah. you know, who want to take a, a walk up, um, let's say, through Cecilia Forest or maybe go to the McGregor Walk. Who gets to decide? Who gets to lead that hike? I, I take it. I've been in these yeah. hikes before. It's usually the fittest person who gets <laughs> to go to the front and they just set the pace. Uh, look, there's the, there's the pace setter and then there's a leader. And mm. uh, just because you're the pace setter doesn't mean you're the leader. Um, you might be out in front, but it doesn't mean that you lead. Often I'm not leading from the front. Mm. Um, yeah, being, being a pace setter is one thing. And, um, again, they need to be cognizant of the fact that not everyone is as fast as they are. Mm. They need to stop and, and look back and, and see mm. to keep the group together. Um, it's, it's one of the ways that people end up getting lost because I, they get to an intersection. The leader or the, the group, the guy right in the front mm. goes left and everybody else goes right because the leader says that's the way to mm. go. And, of course, nobody knows that the guy in front has taken the left hand I, turn. I remember the consideration that you showed to, uh, to me, and I think it was another listener um, uh, in our last uh, walk uh, yes. uh, on, on the contour path. And as as a bigger fellow, uh, uh, who's not really active, um, sometimes a little bit of of, uh, of uh, physical activity is a bit of a, sh- of a shock to the system. Yeah. So those who are unfit tend to start slower, yes. where everyone has lots of energy, they want to get going, and it took us about. Probably a good 20, 30 minutes as, as people who are not familiar with hiking or, or, or strenuous physical activity to actually keep, start keeping that pace. Yeah, look, I mean, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm like a steam train. 
I, I take forever to get the boiler going and getting ready and build up enough steam to actually get going. But once I get going, the problem is that you can't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> the brakes don't work so well. So, um, But everyone's different. Some people want to set off at fast pace. I think the most important thing um, for a leader is to let everybody know that we are a group together and that that leader is just the head of that group, mm. not necessarily the dictator as to what's going to mm. happen, but just when the decisions need to be made and somebody needs to make their final decision, it's the leader that's going to make that decision. Does it need to, does it need to be a leader? Uh, does it need to yeah. be some sort of uh, um, benevolent dictatorship? In a group where someone with the relevant experience takes that decision saying, especially in times of emergency, this is what I believe we should do? Well, that's what it boils down to, is that when, when, when it comes to times of emergency or decision making, if you've got too many chiefs, it doesn't work. And there ends up being too many voices and the people that are the followers are just not going to know which one to go for. Um, so you need to have that in the beginning and generally, the person who's the leader is the one that's organised the hike in the first place. Mm. So, but then, then they must understand if they're gonna if they're gonna lead that hike, that there's certain responsibilities that fall on them that they need mm. to, you know, should should something happen, um, that is going to affect the group, mm. it's the leader ultimately that's going to have to try and make mm. a decision if the group can't make a decision. Mm. And I think it's very important that the group makes a decision as well. But if the leader feels that it is in the best interest of the group, then the leader needs to make a decision that would, would affect the group, not necessarily mm. just the leader. Uh, uh, plenty of people are now in the business of arranging hikes. That is essentially yeah. your yeah. your livelihood, and, and many people have found a bit of a niche in the market, particularly yeah. you know with visitors to, to the city. Do things change when going from a social hiking occasion and you are the leader of this group, do the dynamics change when it is then a paid-for excursion? Absolutely. It definitely definitely changes. That people, once they put a monetary value to it, expect something from it um, because they're paying for it. So they want to know that they're getting something for their money. They're not just getting somebody who could just be a leader. Mm. So it's, yeah. But in saying that, you're not just a leader then. Then you're an actual guide. You're That's, a guide and you're first aid. Exactly. Not necessarily always first aid because there might be other people who can do the first aid, but you definitely are a guide and it's got to be made very clear that if you're going to be charging for hikes and, and benefiting financially from it, the law states that you have to have a guiding license. Mm. And so, so that means you can't just be advertising on, on for example, Gumtree that you, you, you can't. You <laughs> people, people too. And th- there's a lot of guides out there that mm. are very irritated by it because it puts people's lives in danger. And when, when something goes wrong, those guides, you know, the people will look at the guides as general mm. and go, they didn't do a good job. Mm. Um, and meanwhile, that guy's not actually a guide. Uh, does does any legal responsibility then fall on you, uh, especially when you are walking in adverse conditions, when you as the leader make the decision returning left instead of right yes. and down left, you know, maybe lead to some s- form of danger? Is there a, a, a legal yeah. obligation or a legal culpability? There may be legal culpability. Um, Lawyers would obviously know better than I would Mm. what that is, but you've got to be aware of the fact that once you take money in exchange for offering a service, Mm. 
that there is some legality that that you're responsible for people mm. um and even if you don't want to be then then you are because mm. you're taking you're taking a financial benefit from it and therefore if something were to go wrong if you can show that you did your best as a leader and as mm. a as a guide um and that's why it is so important that people go out and do the guiding course because those the guiding course will give you knowledge about how that mm. does affect you um f- uh, you know um, illegally what you're sort of bound to to do it is thursday night and it's hiking with tim lundy this will be our last hiking with tim lundy for this year so i'm going to try and get through as many listener questions that have come through um mike asks what advice would you give me when hiking up lion's head with my mountain bike on my bike on my back why would you do that mike? <laughs> i've got an image of of uh, what's his name um g- going up Lion's head with the mountain bike on his back. Yes, uh, you want. To, uh, I guess he wants to freewheel down. Definitely not lion, down lion's head. I can tell you that right now. The rangers would take serious well, exception. The, from, the, from the contour path that goes down. It's, it's, no, it's a no bike area. There are bike areas in that area. There are bike tracks. But one thing that definitely never works is mountain bikers and hikers and runners do not mix on the same Okay, so that's a no mic and nix that. Just back to our conversation quickly, uh, Tim. Where would a – does a leader necessarily lead from the front? Or does a leader walk in the middle so we can, you know, communicate with the pacemakers in front and the stragglers at the back? Or is it about herding, you know, the cats who are are quite slow to slow at the back? So the answer to that is all of the above. Mm. You, to be a good, in my opinion, to be a good leader, you will be up there, up front with the, with the fastest hiker. You'll be socializing with the guys in the middle. And you'll be helping the people at the back, mm. and you will you'll spend time with all of them. And it also just means that you get to see different things, depending on which position you're in. If you're right at the back, you can see all the people ahead of you. If you're right at the front, you know at least that you're going to be taking the right turns. So then that means there is a difference between being a hike leader and leading a hike. Oh, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Anybody can lead a hike. Being a hike leader is a totally different <laughs> kettle of fish. Um, it takes a little bit of brains to, to do it because you, you take on the responsibility. Um, anybody can go in the front and, and walk mm. and, and do their thing, um, but they're not necessarily taking on the responsibility of those around them. Um, so if you're going to be a, a hike leader, then you need to be aware mm. of everything that's happening around you. Mm. So it's, it's a job that, you know, when I'm doing it, it, it never stops. I'm constantly watching. If I get to a river like I did today where we went into very slippery terrain, I will get halfway across the river and then I'll realize that not everyone's legs are as, mm. the stretch is not as as good as mine. I then stop, make myself safe in the middle of that river and then I help those that need help. Mm. Because one of the very important things is when you're hiking, you're a group and you should remain as a group and you should always work as a group. Don't go on a hike in a group and then just look after mm. yourself. Because when one person goes down, it's the group that suffers, mm. not that one person or the group leader or the person right at the front. It's the whole group that gets affected by it. I'm interested in, in the business side of things. If you want to start you know, taking money, starting a business around this, um, what then 
would that business entail? In other words, if, if you want to lead hikes for money, what would be part of, you know, of that services that you would need to render? Okay, well, so if you want to be a guide, you've got to go and do the, um, the official guiding course. And there's different levels of it. So my, my level is on-trail overnight Western Cape. So I can't necessarily go and guide in KwaZulu-Natal off-trail. Mm. It's, um, legally, I'm not allowed to do that. So you've got to look at what, what you're wanting to do. You know, you get a different license for rock climbing, for instance, or for kayaking um, or for clurfing. You get different levels mm. because each one of them involves different training, different ways of looking at things. Um, essentially, they're all kind of the same in being outdoors, and, and there are certain similarities, but they do all have um, mm. specific things that you've got to um, become skilled in. And so you go out, you go and do that course. Once you pass that course, and, and trust me, I've got two friends of mine now who've just done the course. It's a lot harder than mm. it was when I did it. Um, and when I did my assessment, I ended up, we almost ended up doing an emergency exit because I got so sick. Gosh. So it's, um, it's, it's tough. It's harsh, but it's meant to be because, mm. you know, when, when you're leading people, you're taking that responsibility mm. on and you need to be careful mm. of how you, the decisions that you make are going to affect mm. those people as well as yourself. It's Thursday night when hiking with Tim Lundy's. Another story that we want to bring in terms of uh, uh, talking all things hiking. There is a man called Costa Papa Giorgio. His plan is to hike up Lion's Head 500 times. He's already done it 476 times so far. I understand six of them have been done today. Costa, did you summit Lion's Head six times today? Um, hey, Lester, how are you, man? Very good, thank you. How are you? How's it, Costa? Thank you again, man. Um, so I've had a conversation with my legs, and we still can't believe that we pulled that off. <laughs> Six times up today, yeah. Wow. But I, I, I didn't do it alone, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been uh, pretty lonely doing it friends. six times on your own. How, how long was, was, each, was each hike up, up, up Lion's Head? So, so, actually, we sat down afterwards and we did some. So, the average time for going up was about 45 minutes. What? And then descending, coming down, the average time was about 35 you took 45 minutes to get up Lion's Head. Yeah, it's good going. All six times, 45. That's one, Costa. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't have any questions. Please, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> try and fill in. But, but Costa, why are you doing this? Why the plan? Why the goal to reach 500? So I'll quote what my, my, my the, I had a guy with me, a French guy. His name's Jeff. Because we can't pronounce his name in French, so we call him Jeff. <laughs> and uh, he was, he said, he said, when the next time someone asks you why you're doing this, because I, you know, when I, I told him, I said, oh, well, you know, for charity and all these things, he said to me, Costa, you should tell them you are crazy. <laughs> and so I'm going to tell you, Lester. Apparently, I'm crazy. But um, Gosh. other than that, um, no, it's just something I took on because of. Um, the love for the mountain and the love for being out there. Out there. So, you know, as my good friend Vili Richards always said, get out there. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to go and, you know, get back into nature. And if you, if you need some healing, go, go, go heal yourself in nature. Mm-hmm. Or if you need it just to get out there and just, you know, 
be a human being again, what better way to do it than being in nature? Costa, um, but, you're, you're yeah. on 476. Um, when Correct. do you plan on reaching 500? Okay, so the plan is to do the 500th one on a very special day. It will be the 11th of February mm-hmm. um, next year, 2020. And the reason it's the, 20th of, uh, the 11th of February is because that is the day, 11th of February, 1990, when Nelson Mandela walked out of jail. Mm. Nice. So we are celebrating his freedom. So you're celebrating 30 years of Nelson Mandela I, after I being released. I think it's going to be 20... Will it be 30 years? I it's think. 30 years. Next year's 2020 years, yeah, yeah. so it'll be 30 there years. Go, 30 years. Wow. Yeah. Can but, you imagine? Wow. It, it just shows how far we've come as, as a country for, for all of us exactly. to be sitting around this table, Tim and myself Absolutely. here, you on the line here, Janice and, and Brett here in studio with us and all these people listening yeah. to us of how far we've come in 30 years. Absolutely. But, but, but Costa, I want to know, you six times summited Lion's Head just today. How do you recover? Um, so the the previous record I had was five times. So that was a lesson that I learned last year. And um, so today it was all about planning and had obviously it helps to have really good company when you do it. Because um, I'm not I'm not an endurance um, endurance athlete. I don't run up and down like the big guns, you know, like Jamie Murray or AJ Gallitz and those guys. I mean, I look up to them, and that's why you know I I believe I can probably do half of what they do. But the, the planning goes into the night before, even the two days before. And a lot of times, in this case, the scenario was, I knew what I was going to do. I just was, didn't know when, because the weather had to be perfect. Mm. The stars had to be aligned for you to pull this off, because you can't do it in the heat. And we have such a brilliant winter's day in December. Mm. So you just gun for it and say, we're going to do it. Oh. And I was confident because... I had four or five summits in, mm. in the last three days already. Yeah. Our body was ready. Costa, I, let's go. Tim, go ahead. How, how busy is Lion's Head at the moment, Costa? Um, well, you know, today, it's not fair to tell you how busy it was today. Yeah, because it's the rain, of course. So. But, um, it's, it's, you know, I was listening to you guys earlier, and it's like Tim says, it's going to get busy. It's yeah. going to get so busy, and, you know, Lion's Head is 300% over capacity, mm. according to Sandbox. And according to uh, the guys, the Galeo from Green Flag, it's 300% over capacity, but you can't, you know, it's Instagram that made it famous. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's also National Geographic that, you know, puts it at one of the top 20 places to hike. Mm. So you, it's going to be b- really busy. And by the way, Joburg is coming to Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> Costa <laughs> just finally. Lion's head. Lion's head, Are you ca- are you the are you the lion's head Twitter account? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Costa just finally. I know that you there's a WhatsApp group. People want uh, you inviting people to to join you as you march to that 500 uh, summit mark. If people want to join you, how can they get in touch with you? Is there a website they can, they can go to? Get in touch. I mean, currently I'm probably the most spamming person on social media <laughs> um, but um, they can get a hold of me via the line 500 page on Facebook um, just you know just look it up and then just join and then chat to me mm. just very send, send a message or you can go to Instagram which apparently I think we just broke the 2000 mark Nice. Of followers, which is great. But um, you can direct message me there as well. Excellent. Um, just don't 
don't be like one of those spam people and ask me for do I want to buy Bitcoin because I'm gonna <laughs> lock in. Costa Papa Giorgio, he is marching on his way to 500 summits on Lions Head. He did six this morning today. It's madness, Tim. We're running out of time. For the last time this year, if people want to book you for a hike as a professional, licensed, and legal hiking leader, how can they get hold of you? Okay, so on email, which is probably one of the easiest, is tim at capetownhiking.ca.za. If they want to join my hiking group, it's on Facebook, which is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. Twitter is at Hiking Cape Town. Instagram is Cape Town Hiking. Mm. And if they want to do Insta or the, the Glam Trails, then it's at Glam Trails. Tim Lundy, looking forward to seeing you in 2020. 2020. Cheers. And that is our first of the show. Coming up after 9 o'clock, we're talking about transgender women's health. We're talking about supporting local business for Christmas. It's coming up for 9 o'clock. Time for Eyewitness News. On capetalk.co.za. On the app. On DSTV channel 885. And across the city on 567 AM. Join the conversation. You're with Cape Talk. You're with Cape Talk.